yo, so, uh, I just want you to know, after this music, and this right now is gonna be a little ad, so if you want, you might wanna skip that shit, it's about a minute long, don't tell the ad, I told you that, but there's more ads, they sneak up on you, gotta do it, bro, you gotta do it, but, um, I wanted to say, you know, jump on my social media, boys, you know, it's Butler Time, think butler time and then underscore fm on some of them um and you know holla at me let me know y'all got a pulse you know look alive go fucking look alive boys um don't be out there looking like nikki six my man my man should be dead bro they fucking ran a trip they ran a tribute that he was dead and then he came back. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. And also, if you anyone out there wants to help me out, maybe be a producer or something, you know, hit me up. Hit me up. Don't hit that DM, boy. And any ladies, if you just want to hit me up, hit that DM, boy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's all I had to say there. But, yeah, you know hit the social media, I got the Patreon, I got, uh, I got things, I got things out there, you know, get involved, you know, that's it, all right, enjoy the show. Hey, what up, I'm doing another, we just fucking shooting them out, man, we just fucking unloading, boy, doing podcast after podcast, you know, just talking that shit. But, um, so what's up, guys? It is, it's a baseball opening day today, and I don't give a fuck, dude. I fucking hate baseball, bro. You know, I'm a, all you fucking nerds are gonna come at me with the analytics and the, the, you know, it's the, the best spectator sport and all this bullshit, bro. You know what? It is literally a spectator sport because the spectators are the real sport. You show up, pretty much baseball is just a sport where the crowd comes, the fans come to participate in getting drunk and then fighting with each other. Maybe, you know, stabbing, maybe, you know, shanking each other in the parking lot, um, beating, beating a dad who's with his child. Um, you know, just classic American pastime, and, um, so that's the spectator sport, you know, you see a couple, a couple, uh, you know, I, I've been to a couple baseball games, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a, uh, a brother in the audience, I think I've seen about Mexicans and white dudes only, and that might be the only fans in the MLB, but they seem to be uh, doing well somehow. So, um, you know, that baseball money, like Lil Wayne said, they be getting hella bucks, bro. Hella band. Hella band. Um, yeah, dude. I don't know, man. Baseball, you're not getting me into a season that's 162 games long. Come on, bro. No, not happening. You know, in October... I'll watch a little baseball when it gets a little more exciting. 
you know, and like each pitch is like fucking, you know, the final three seconds of a basketball game. Every pitch is the fucking crowd going wild. You know, they got their their stupid ass rally caps on, which is just a hat turned upside down. You know, you kind of look like a goddamn. What does that look like, bro? It kind of looks like a. Uh, Fuck, bro, what does that look like, dude? It kind of looks like those biker hats. You know the hipster biker hats? Those little, like, they almost kind of, they're basically the adult version of those uh, pinwheel hats. Those colorful wheel hats. uh, But they're real small, tiny, with the the windmill on top. Um, That's basically uh, what the rally cap is. So, um... You're most likely a little special if you wear one, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, my my uh, my brother was special, and he was a great man. Um, I had to think about that one for a second. Anyway, fucking, I watched that Motley Crue movie last night on Netflix, The Dirt, bro. Awful movie, but awesome. You know, it's one of those movies that's so fucking bad as a film that you just roll with it and you end up liking it. You're like, damn, dude, I can't stop watching this, though. Like a train wreck, you know? You're like, it's kind of, like, cool, though. It's like a, bro, it's trash, you know? The voiceover's cheesy, uh... You got fucking MGK, Machine Gun Kelly playing Tommy Lee. Which, dude, I didn't even notice until about an hour in when, uh, why did I notice? Oh, I googled Tommy Lee and an article came up with them together and I was like, what are they doing together? And then I read about, it said MGK's transformation and I was like, holy shit, that's fucking Machine Gun Kelly? This man clearly signed a deal with Netflix. He was in Bird Box. Now he's in this, bro. And that's a good move for Machine Gun Kelly, because his music career ain't going to last. He should be uh, moving on to acting. And I think he took it seriously, man. He might be the new Jared Leto. Um, Then you had uh, fucking Pete Davidson in there, who, dude, I used to love Petey. When he first got on SNL... I hated SNL, and I always said, though, that their one shining star was that Pete Davidson. And at the time, he'd be in a sketch like every ten sketches. But he, you know, he had promised. But I think he, you know, he got too New Yorkified, and now he's kind of just fucking stupid. He's not even that funny anymore, but now he's just ugly. That's kind of his thing, is that he looks dumb and ugly, you know? Like, his teeth always stick out. His eyes are kind of sunken in. It looks like he's been on a bender for three days, four days, maybe maybe even longer. But, uh, but, um, he does have that big dick energy, as they say. Which, I mean, what what is that big dick energy, bro? Is that a real thing, you know? I don't know, dude. I I think that's just called confidence. We're out here acting like, 
if you walk with a little swagger, it means you got a fucking, fucking hammer in your pants, you know? I, I don't really, I don't really buy into that, um, but that little Ariana Grande, little, dude, she's kind of like the new age, um, what's her name, JonBenet Ramsey, that's what she reminds me of, just a little, she's kind of like a little person that, uh, gets done up real well, real nice, and a bunch of old middle-aged men kind of creep on her. And uh, think about doing naughty things to her. But. Um, yeah it was a pretty. It was funny dude. And you know who directed it was Jeff Tremaine. The guy who uh, does like Dick House Productions. Uh, Jackass. Uh, I think he does, he's the producer for all that Jackass type movie shit. I think he also directed those movies, but, I, like, what are you really doing when you direct Jackass, you know? You, like, honestly, those guys are doing their own thing. Uh, you really just stand there. But, um, he gets credit for it, so they let him do a movie. And, you know, when you get a good crew, anyone looks like a decent director. When the camera looks good, you know, the set's looking good, the colors are vibrant, you know? It's always going to make you look like a decent director. But um, then I got to tell you what, dude. The man who played Ozzy Osbourne gave that man a fucking Oscar, bro. He was, he he looked just like him, moved just like him, talked just like him. And it wasn't cheesy like, uh, it wasn't cartoonish like fucking Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, Freddie Mercury, like I mentioned. This dude... I literally was like, wow. Honestly, I would think that's him. Uh, the 80s Ozzy, too. That's a good Ozzy. You know, with the blonde hair. You know, the bangs. Uh, he moved just like him. Um, he had the same body shape, too. Like that slightly pudgy, but kind of muscular, drug muscular look. Um, yeah, he and he did that walk, you know, the old man kind of shuffle that Ozzy does with it like slouched and like his 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 head kinda down, um, and his knees bent at all times and his elbows bent all times too. Um the shuffle. But um yeah, they had him in there, you know, snorting ants and then peeing and licking it and then peeing and peeing with one of the members, I think Nikki and then licked his pee, you know, they doing all that, that rock star bullshit, bro, um, I didn't realize how much the douchebags Motley Crue were, man, I mean, they would just come in and fucking just break shit just because they thought that's what we do, we're Motley Crue, we're rock stars, trashing hotel rooms just because, and is that really cool, dude, or are you just kind of like a fucking big child, you know, I've never gotten fucked up and thought, dude, let's fucking trash this place, I don't understand that, man, there used to be a man in my town, a boy named Frankie, perfect name to Frankie, and Frankie was known for coming to your party and breaking shit, mom's house, he didn't give a fuck, bro, he'd tear that shit to the ground, dude, 
uh, Frankie would get real fucked up. I'm pretty sure uh, among his uh, neck, his clavicle, he had tatted something like, um, what did it say? Fucking, damn, bro, I'm actually going to look him up because it's important. And I'm pretty sure he made a typo, too, which makes it even better. But uh, I remember one time Frankie was at a party. And he, uh, oh, damn, Frankie grew out a beard. Man. Um, And he, you know, he's kind of like a celeb in our town, bro. Like, young girls will like him and think they're cool because they know him. Because he's like an old, he's kind of like Matthew McConaughey in Days and Confused, but a jacked on steroids version. But no disrespect to you, Frankie. I think you're a cool dude, bro. We always get along. We always really, uh, you know always have respect for each other. Oh, he's got some kind of initials on his chest. Um, I forget what it stands for, to be honest. Fuck, man, I'm going to have to bring this back up. Um, when I when I pause, I'm going to text a friend, let you guys know. But Frankie, I was at a party once, and his, it was his kids, his parents, the house, uh, they had moved out or something, and the bank owned it. So they was throwing like a, you know, we're getting out of this house party. And I'm there with some friends, a little younger, and I believe uh, we we were on that, we were on that Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. So I'm, you know, being real nice, um, everyone, you know, um, seeing, it was coming home from college, uh, you know, seeing all these kids after a couple years, you know, being like, oh, what up, what up, what up. And Frankie's out there, all of a sudden, shit got wild, bro. They're playing beer pong. And I'm in the basement, and I hear this, ba-boom. And me and my friend look at each other, and we go, oh, shit. And we go upstairs, we, we see Frankie had flipped the table, and then he's kind of throwing it around like he's uh one of the Dudley boys from WWE. He's about to call d tell him to get the tables. And he breaks this thing in half. Then looks up and there's a ceiling fan and he said you think you're getting away from me bro he takes that ceiling fan rips it right out of the ceiling and throws that across the room and that was about time when everyone kind of looked at each other and uh we slowly shuffled out before you know the cops showed up or uh someone was killed so yeah that was i mean i got out of there real quick but everyone was like yep uh frankie descended the party let's get out of here but um, I believe he stayed and actually started um, throwing shit in the fireplace and uh, causing some more havoc there. And this kid that threw the party got fucked by the bank and the cops. They were pissed, bro. I'm pretty sure he got in serious legal trouble for that. I don't remember the whole details, but yeah, that was quite an event. Um but yeah, it's basically, he was basically like a Motley Crue member, but he had no musical talent. And he wasn't famous. And he also didn't have any money. But, um, yeah, I'd say check out the movie, man. It's good laughs. If you don't know anything about them, because you think they're trash, which I kind of did. I don't like Motley Crue. Um, it was interesting, because I didn't know anything about them. It was interesting that I, I mean, the one dude basically got away with murder. 
And then God said, fuck you, bro, and killed his daughter, gave her a tumor. And, you know, I think, you know, I'm not going to say that's karma, but, hey, bro, it ain't not, you know. Um... So I um, I figured it out, bro. So he has uh, GFID on his um, on his little uh, fucking chest there, and that stands for God forgives. I don't. But rumor has it that Frankie says it's God forgives. Italians don't. Cause man, Frankie Pacarero, that's an Italian ass name right there. And uh, I'm a Sicilian man myself, so I'll shout out to him if it really, really was looking for Italians. Don't. Um, so, yeah, he a real, you know, he a real hitter. He, um, he'll fuck you up, bro. I heard, I'm pretty sure he's in the shitting, too. He's in the, you know, kind of some fecal play, some fecal matter play. He likes to, you know, shit on, um. Rugs and shit on things that, you know, are, um, traditionally not meant to be shit on, um, you know, maybe just for the fun and laugh, or, uh, maybe he's got a fetish, dude, you don't really know today, but, um, that's Frankie, bro, and I believe his mom was a, um, a drug addict and a, um, would sell some of her uh, pills to some of the children that would come around. And, uh, you know, this is all hearsay, bro. And, hey, fuck, man, I could be making this guy up. So no one get mad at me, wink, wink. I could be just making a fictional character up in my head. So no one get mad. Um, I, I want... I, this is all hearsay. And I'm not going to tell you what town either. But anyway, I remember a couple times his mom came around and frightened some of the some of the people. I think she was a nice lady. You know, it's hard when you're a single mom out in small towns, and you know you kind of get a bad rap. Your son's giving you a bad rap. You know, people. You know, people. You then you're that mom that everyone looking is looking at like, hey, fuck you. And you know that's hard, man. You ever see that movie? We need to talk about Kevin. When her son shoots up the school, and she's in the supermarket, and people just stare her down. One lady slaps her, you know, like it's her fault. And, uh, you know, that can be hard on a mom. Um, So Frankie's mom used to have a lot of different boyfriends come around. And uh, I remember when I first moved back to the the area a couple years ago, I was at uh, a friend's uh, Christmas party. And Frankie comes through, and then his mom comes through. But this was, Frankie settled down, man. You know, he, you know, he's not, he's just calm, cool, and collected now. You know, he got his shit together. I'm pretty sure, you know, he did workout as his therapy. You know, he gets some gains. He likes to do meal preps, I see on his instant, uh, his social media. He's got big tubs just filled with, you know, chicken, beef, and rice. And he's ready to go for the whole week. But so Frankie came through real calm and smooth, but everyone was a little nervous, you know, they heard Frankie's coming. But his mom comes through, 
And I remember she asked to hold my friend's baby, and my friend's girl was terrified. She she was like, I wanted to give her a bath afterwards. And I was like, damn, bro. What, what do you think this lady got, bro? Think she got that, that, eight, that 1980s AIDS, that AIDS that you could catch just being near someone, bro? She got Ebola, bro? Think you think your baby's gonna get that contact high or some shit? Or maybe she, you know, who knows? Maybe she's slipping baby's Mickey. Maybe she got the bottle, and she said, you know, shut this fucking baby up. I'm gonna put a little, put a little, put a little Ambien in there, you know. Give her a little baby will wake up saying some racist shit, you know, saying bring Roseanne back on, Planet of the Apes, dog. Uh, she's back to sleep, you know. But uh, hey, shout out them, you know. They're they're great people. That you know, they're just small town folk. You know, I'm a small town man myself, man. I'm from the same fucking town, so who am I to talk? Uh, but they're you know they're a lot more interesting than me. I ain't that interesting. And now a cop's staring at me because I'm parked behind her and I I'm holding this microphone. It looks like I'm really uh. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm tipping someone off to her But ooh, she kind of fine, man I might actually, um One second, guys, one second Yeah, so, uh That's Frankie, my man Frankie two times, you know Like in Goodfellas What was it, Frankie? Something two times, says everything twice And you know, I actually had that disorder as a child I used to say everything twice, bro I used to just under my breath, man, I'd be like, this is some bullshit, it's bullshit, you know, I'd be like, just everything, dude, I'd be like, to my brother, hey, you wanna go play some hockey, play some hockey, play some hockey, you know, that's three times, but, you know, maybe I was feeling a little extra that day, and I had, um, I had a couple odd habits, you know, I'd always have to eat cookies evenly, I'd come home from school, I'd have Oreos and Chips Ahoy, but I had to have two of each, three of each. It always had to be equal. Um, Usually an even number of each. So three of each probably wouldn't fly for little Kev. But yeah, I had some weird habits, bro. I used to, you know, do that thing when you bite the inside of your cheek. Um, I used to do this jaw-popping thing. Uh, right now I crack my neck all the time, but that's kind of like the adult habit, you know. Once you grow up, you, you know, you you graduate to that neck crack, which is like a little, you know, it's more like, oh, I've had a long day. Gotta crack the neck, you know. You don't look as fucking autistic, fucking weirdo. But um, these are all habits that I pretty much broke just from my mom making fun of me. Which, you know, today's world wouldn't do that. They'd be like, bro, you're going to have him kill himself. But no, man, a couple of them fucking burns by my mom, bro. I went in my room and I reevaluated my life. I was like, yeah, dude, what the fuck are you doing looking like a freak like that, you know? So I snapped out of that real quick. Well, not really that quick. It took me a while on a couple of them. But I did it. 
Um, I'm also double jointed in my thumbs. I used to do that thing when you just pop your thumb out. Like I do it like nonstop for a couple seconds and then be good. Um, well, I just did it and it still feels damn good. But, uh, yeah, some weird shit, man. You know, everyone's got some of those. I used to know a girl who had one about rubbing the back of her ears. And even other people's ears, my ears, because she said that there was cold back there. And it was like a sensation, one of those weird sensational things, uh, sensory things. Uh, basically, you're a, you're a psycho. But, um... <laughs> She's still doing it, bro. She's a full grown ass woman. She does it as she's falling asleep and shit. Um, I mean, maybe she does it now. This is about a year ago, but I'd, I'd, uh, I'd be willing to bet you she does. Um, how do I even get down that track, man? With the habits. Oh, Frankie, two times. Yeah, so Frankie two times. Yeah, Frankie, he's a legend of our town. I'd say the most, um, you know, the biggest name from our town. Uh, besides, apparently, a guy, I think he may still play for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, something, the young, the Jong, Tommy the Jong, or some shit. Uh, he went to our high school. He actually transferred there for like one year. So he's he's big he's big time. The one thing that fucking sucks about recording on my phone is when someone calls me, it stops the recording, bro. I fucking can't stand it, dude. And you know I get spam calls all day or day. All these fucking Indian motherfuckers, you know. I'm not being racist, but they happen to be Indians and they happen to be motherfuckers calling, you know, trying to scam me. I had one call me and say his name was Mark Johnson. I said, bro, you know damn well your name ain't Mark Johnson. Come on, son. But, um, yeah, they be calling that I got, there's a, there's a stair company installed some beautiful stairs. And this is an unpaid ad. Um, from the Lakeshore area called Lakeshore Stair. And they got my number, but um, a different area code, which is odd because my area code is the normal Chicago area code. Uh, so I get calls every single day from old-ass people like, uh, yeah, I'm trying to reach Brian. We had discussed um, some stairs. And, you know, dude, I used to have a voicemail that just straight up said, this ain't Lakeshore Stair. They got a different area code. Get your shit together. But then I uh, just went back to a default. Because, you know, I realized I don't want people knowing it's me if they do call me. I want to be able to say, like, oh, no, that ain't me, dude. That's a, you called the wrong number. That's just that generic robot voicemail. You can't prove that's me, you know? So, yeah, I get a lot of those fucking calls. And then... I get these texts from this kid, this fucking douchebag, that thinks he's fucking uh, Elliot from Mr. Robot, little hacker. Little hacker boy told me, too. He told me he does this shit where um, he can send you a text with a link, and if you click that link, he's in on your phone. 
and he also happens to be a uh, homosexual drug addict. And this man will send uh, like a 20-person mass text with a link, just trying to get money, you know what I mean? Trying to get that, trying to transfer himself some money so he can buy drugs, probably. And this is a man with no shame. And uh, I told that motherfucker, fuck off a long time ago. And he still sends these texts, like, every day, like, we're going to fall for it. And every day in the in the <laughs> group chat of all the numbers, like, five dudes just go, STOP, in all caps, or, PLEASE STOP. <laughs> like, it's hilarious, dude. Um, and the man straight up told me about it. It's not even like he was being sneaky. He probably could have gotten me once or something. But, um... Maybe he did get me once, because I did have some issues not that long ago. Well, months ago, but, you know. Anyway, so, fuck that kid, bro. Doing these uh, these backdoor transactions. You know, no homo. Uh, yeah, there we go again. I got fucking interrupted, but anyway. <sighs> I got to stop saying anyway, dude, just because... How I told you, my ex told me it's not a word. Anyways, it's not a word. Now I don't want to say either of them. Fuck it, girl. I won't say anyway or anyways. Fuck y'all, dude. I ain't no conformist. You know? Look at this house, all black, with Davy Havoc. I wonder if that's true, bro. Remember, you know, AFI, A Fire Inside, the band? Rumor has it, Davy Havoc, the singer's house is all black. And I believe that rumor was actually from a song by um, another band, which I can't think of right now, but I don't really know why they would say it if it wasn't true, you know what I mean? Could have been Blink-182, actually. But no, I think it was a band that wasn't even that cool or popular, and they were trying to get, you know, some street credits for acting like they were homies with Davy Havoc, like they know what Davy's house looks like, you know, and also, Davy Havoc's a gentleman that I thought was gay, I thought he was openly gay, but now people are telling me, nah, bro, he may be bi, but he's not gay, I thought him and the guitarist actually were together, and he's one of the most hardcore gays you'll ever meet, man, this guy will knock you the fuck out, bro, Davy Havoc don't fuck around, bro. You see him in the early days, he had the swoop, you know, that flock of seagulls, uh, you know, long front, but he was jacked, and he had the X's on the hand, dude, and those X's weren't because he was underage, or, uh, legal age, I forgot what it is, at clubs, when they put the X on your hand, it was X because he was ready to fuck you up, bro, give you that knockout, that KO, um, he was also straight edge. David Havoc. David Havoc. Uh, I'm not sure if he still is, but that was the thing back in the day. You know, just pretty much from from the sounds of it, um, dick, pussy, and uh, ass beating. Uh, many forms of ass beating. And that, those were his things, man, no intoxicants. He got high off those, those other other ones I just said there, um, but what a band they were, bro, 
dude, fucking AFI, dude, I used to love AFI, man. And they, you know, they conquered, a, they were like Radiohead. They had a new sound every album, and they conquered all of them, bro. Conquered them all. They were badass. Um, speaking of badass white boys, bro, I had this on my video podcast, but then YouTube took it down saying it was too long because I'm not a verified YouTuber. I'm not PewDiePie or whatever the fuck that douche's name is, but um, I was talking about, I saw that that movie White Boy Rick, and White Boy Rick is based on a true story, and it's an incredible film. Now, White Boy Rick was a white boy, as you may have guessed, in Detroit, in the Detroit area, and um, so White Boy Rick... Fuck, bro, did I also say this on the other podcast? Well, guess what? I doubt anyone listens to all my podcasts. So you're going to hear it again if you do. White Boy Rick was in, was in the, uh, you know, he's out there. He's out there in Z-Twat and his daddy, Matthew McConaughey, who always plays that, you know, that southern gentleman, but that southern non-gentleman, you know, that southern hick. He, uh, he goes to these gun shows. And then sells these guns to criminals in the, in, the, in the local area, usually crack dealers. And uh, eventually, white boy Rick, his sister, you know, she comes in. She she starts fucking with a dealer. She starts getting a little, a little too chopped. You know, she got she got those mesh scars on her face, heroin scars, some scratching herself that people do, which I never. Understood that part. I don't know what people were doing, what people do that part for. But she had these buggy eyes too, you know those, you know I've been strung out eyes. And this actress did damn well looking like she was strung out. I don't know if she was method acting or what, but um, she uh, so she kind of gets taken away by the drugs, and um, you know the family's sad because the mom also left them. Because the dad is a piece of shit But then white boy Rick uh, Is walking home one day And the FBI says Hey homie he's about 15 years old They say man come here You're going to start slanging No you're going to start buying crack And we're going to wash the house And we're going to give you about $300 He actually haggles him up on the price But it was about $300 every time Or something so he's, uh, you know, he's blowing these people cover, and then he's hanging out with them by day, not realizing this shit ain't no game, bro. Um, but they liked White Boy Rick, you know? I think that made them uh, legitimate that to have, like, a white boy hanging around. So they let it slide. They even tell him, bro, we know what you're doing. So then the FBI gives them a, a brick, probably one they confiscated, too. And they say, start slanging this, bro, and we're going to track it. And I don't, even, this, I don't even really know why the cops do that part. Why are they having people sell it and then tracking it? Like, that's, uh, what's that doing, you know? I thought we were supposed to get the dealers. Um, anyway, so he's slanging, he's making thousands. And his dad kind of finds out, and he's like, bro, you, what you doing? You with the cops, dude? What the fuck? And he's like, Dad, no. But no, he's living the life, bro. He buys his gold chain, and it's a Star David. 
and he doesn't even know what it is. He just thought I looked fucking fly. And uh, his dad gives him shit. He's like, yo, bro, so you dating a Jewish girl now? He's like, what you talking about? He's like, yo, that ain't no star. That's the fucking star of David. And um, so then he's, uh, fuck, bro, what happens next? Yeah, so uh, uh, McConaughey, you know, all right, all right, all right. It was not, it was not all right with him. Um, he told his son, you know, it ain't all right, all right, all right. He's driving in his fucking Infinity or Lincoln. That's what it is, Lincoln. And he said, this is some bullshit, son. But, um, no, he didn't have either of those vehicles in the movie. He was poor. Um, and it was also placed in the 80s. Uh, set in the 80s. So, one day, um, they go out to Vegas. I think they're watching a Tommy the Hitman Hearns fight. Because I believe he's from Detroit, Detroit himself. And, uh, this dude that owes one of the the main crack dealer money says, I got seats for you at the fight. You just got to say my name, and I got you with the money when you get back. So, you know, they're kind of pleased with that. Then, uh, they say, okay, okay, let's do it. So, they go out there, they bring a little white boy, that's where he bought the chain, and it turns out... He got scammed. This guy had already sold the seats to his other homie, who was played by Danny Brown, the rapper. A lot of Detroit, Detroit love in this movie. Um, and this uh, this main dealer just snaps inside the strip club, goes up to Danny Brown because he talked a little shit to him, breaks some bottle over his face, starts beating his face in like a goddamn watermelon, just smash, 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 and then, homeboy goes back, there's a, you know, there's like a shooting in retaliation, then you get, uh, um, white boy Rick, uh, because they think he's part of all this shit because of the, the FBI, one of his homies comes over and he says, hey, what up, bro, what's up, what's good, boom, him in the stomach, and white boy Rick lives, but he gets a colostomy bag, man, he's shitting, shitting, you know, colostomy bag is when, basically, your body just oozes your shit out of a hole, an orifice on your, on your body, on your stomach somewhere, um, it's almost like having a zit, but just, of, uh, shit, you know, so your asshole doesn't work, which would be probably nice for, um, for homosexuals, I would believe, but, um, anyway, so he, um, you know, you think he's done, but then him and his dad are driving, his dad keeps saying they're gonna open up this VHS shop and be, you know, rich, but you know, his dad's one of them pipe dream type of guys, so, snowing, raining, one of those, one of those when you know, you know, it's a changing point in the movie, because doom and gloom, you know, um, his son, 
McConaughey's white, white boy Rick, McConaughey's son, in the passenger seat, just says, listen, Dad, we ain't shit. We need to do something, bro. How about we sell drugs? <laughs> oh, because, fuck, dude. Before this, the FBI raids my man, the main crack dealer. He's in jail 20 years. And then his hot-ass wife is free game. And white boy Ricky starts going after her. And they got a large age gap. Actually, I think it was he was 17 at the time. She was like late 20s. But still a little weird. But, you know, as long as the woman's the only one, no one gives a fuck. Um, so, he, uh, he sees the opening, and he tells his dad, let's start selling drugs, and his dad's like, fuck no, Ricky, you crazy boy, and he's like, dad, you sell guns already, you think you're not killing people already, and what they do with the guns, too, by the way, is they sell them, and he, he's like, talking like it's McDonald's, he says, you upsell them. You say, hey, you want burger? Would you like fries with that? And the fries is where you get them, that upsell. So their upsell is, hey, you want this AK, which is fake. It's actually not even a real AK. Russian AK, not a real Russian AK. And they say, I realize the prices are absurd in the movie. He says $100. But if you want a silencer, which his dad, McConaughey, made in the basement, he said $1,000 for the gun. And he would knock a couple hundred off, you know, when you guys do that. Like, for you, the friend price, for you, bro, I could knock a couple hundred off after you already started with such a large, high amount um, that, you know, there's if if you get ha- um, bargained down, that's where you, you uh, wanted to sell it at anyway. You just started higher so that they would bargain, and then you'd sell at your, your, um, at your gold price. So, um, homie gets busted, okay? Then they're driving, and he says, you're already selling guns. You think you ain't killing people? And he was like, we could use this, too, to get our... Our, my sister back. We could tell her we got good shit and go get her. And as McConaughey's saying no so firmly, they lose control in the snow, rain, sleet, and they crash. And now the car's ruined. And then he kind of looks at his dad, you know, like, what do you say now, bitch? So they start slanging together, making bang, boy, fucking... Stacks on stacks on stacks. They're coming in just just killing it. And they go rescue the daughter. They walk into this crack den, heroin den. I'm not they're really... I, she definitely was doing crack. But then I think she kind of moved on to heroin and they don't really tell you that, but it's inferred. So she's in there in this bed or in this room with a mattress on the ground, no sheets. And she's just... Like, dope sick. You know, probably waiting for her next fix uh, or the next time she can finagle some money to get her fixed. And they just straight up pick her up and take her out. And then McConaughey locks her in a room, in her old bedroom, um, puts something in front of the door, 
and just makes her withdraw. And, you know, she's rolling around in the bed, bro. It's brutal. She's crying. She's like, ah, let me out of air. And he'll bring in some milk and shit, some food, and then slowly creep out. Eventually, she starts looking normal. Slowly but surely, she comes back down to earth. Then he brings in a TV for her. I think he waits on the TV in case she broke that shit. Uh, or it's like, you know, kind of like, here's your privilege because now you're making improvements. And they get her clean. And homie, then they, uh, they're making this bank and everyone's happy. But then boom shakalaka, bro, the feds bust in. And they angry, bro. They're here to fuck up white boy Rick. You think just because you white, we're going to let you go, bro? No, hell no. So they uh, arrest his ass and his whole family. But they keep the charges on white boy Rick, who's 17, might I add. And this is a true story. I'm going to say that again. And white boy Rick, at the time, it was just say no era, Nancy Reagan. And there was a, a rule... If you have 650 grams of anything, it's a life sentence. 650 for life is a a law, basically. So he, of course, he had 650 grams of crack cocaine, or just cocaine to make him the crack cocaine. And he gets a life sentence as a 17-year-old boy. And in in the fucking courthouse, his grandpa, played by Bruce Dern, says, this, he's a fucking child. Come on. And uh, they take him away. And a uh, true story, he's still in there. And they actually eventually gave him parole in like 2017, but I think, you know, nothing happened with that. I think he's still fucked, to be honest. But um, he, uh, oh, I forgot to tell you, he has a little mixed, mixed baby. You know, he gets he gets to loving on his sister, and um, you find out later that he uh, didn't wrap his jimmy up, and he um, has a mixed baby. Now, um, his dad, I was actually a beautiful scene in the movie. Um, they have this little kid, fucking, all of a sudden, you just see this kid walking, and it's like... Uh, it's like an intimidating shot, you know, it's low, and you just see this kid walking, strut, his arm, shoulders are up, and his arms are swinging, and this man, this little boy, ready to fight, bro, he ready to Mike Tyson some bitches, and he, um, he knocks on the door, and the re- white boy Rick, he says, listen, you my, you my stepdaddy. He says, you had a kid. He goes, be a man and come take care of your baby. And and he's like, what? Fuck, I got something in my throat. Um, He's like, what? I'm a dad? And his dad, uh, Matthew McConaughey, is right there. And he's like, is this true? And he's like, it may be, man. I had, you know, I had relations with this, this fine little sister. And, um, 
So then he goes over in the late, I guess they didn't have DNA back then, because they didn't talk about that. But um, the lady says, listen, I'm not playing you, it's really yours. And he kind of, you know, it's cute, he loves it. He's like, you know what, I'm a man, this is my baby. And there's this beautiful scene when um, he's holding the baby on the couch and his baby mama's there, and then Matthew McConaughey's dad is there, and his dad is kind of looking off in the distance, and you think, you know, he's pissed, bro. And then, um, I forgot, they say something like, Dad, you happy? And then he, he like, looks around and he goes, No, I'm more than happy. I'm in love, or something like that, and he grabs his baby, and he hugs her, and he holds his baby, and he's so happy, and it is beautiful and gorgeous, because that's what it's like, man, you know, you get real nervous, I myself have a kid, an interracial kid, and, you know, you really get nervous that your family's gonna hate, and to see that scene... And see the dad, you know, just man up and be like, well, this is reality. Um, I'm going to be happy for my son and make sure, um, you know, I'm just going to love the kid. Um, it was it was beautiful. And um, I really enjoyed that. So he... Uh, yeah, that happens, so then, fucking, white boy Rick's in jail. Now, white boy Rick is the youngest, I mean, he's got the longest non-violent crime sentence in Michigan state history, okay? And the thing is, when whitey boy Rick is in in the slammer, he's, he cooperates with the judges on, um, you know, giving up some dealers. But more importantly, he cooperates with giving up some of these dirty FBI agents and cops. Yeah, so white boy Rick, bro, he, uh, he fucked up. Uh, well, he was being, you know, just trying to take down some corrupt cops. Well, really, you know what he's trying to do. He's trying to get out of jail early. Let's be real here. Um, he's not much of a man of morals. But maybe he is now. One thing, though, that motherfucker in jail, you know, when he was a kid, he had that, that curly mop, that curly Detroit mop, that mop city, that Detroit mop city, rock city mop city. Uh... And a little stash, but now he's got a bald head and a square head as well. He's got that Detroit square head. You know that chin and uh, jawline? It's just square, bro. You know, just just look like a Lego head. Look like head looks like a Lego or a uh, you know, you just look like a goddamn. Just a goddamn, like, uh, 
Like when God made you, he decided, fuck chiseling this guy's jawline, bro. Let's just keep the starting. Let's make him him an NPC. Just throw this fucking square on his head, and boom, he's good. Um, and that's something my dad pointed out to me as a child, and I know I um, figured out he was right. Um, we went to Michigan, I believe, for something, and he told me everyone here got square heads, and I was like, dude, dad, come on, bro, and... I thought it was funny, but I was like, no, they don't. And then he was like, just look around. And I started looking around. And the square heads were moving in, dude. The square heads, they were marching. The square heads, they were coming for me. But, yeah, them boys in uh, Michigan got got square heads. And um, it's all that Viking... um, DNA they got up there, and I'm not talking because of the football team because that's Minnesota. I'm just saying, Michigan, they just got Viking DNA. They got Neanderthal in them. Um, but yeah, next time you're up there, take a look. Or anyone from Detroit, Google, look them up. Square ass head. So that's what uh, Ricky looks like now. Um, bald-ass head. He he really just looks like a classic man who's been in jail for a long time. Um, but yeah, so he's trying to get off, and yeah, they're saying, fuck you, bro. It's just like Stephen Avery. These towns, you know, these, uh, Midwestern states, they get you in jail, you ain't coming out. You ain't coming out fucked up, and sad, but yeah, he'll probably be there the rest of his life, his kids will probably never see him, um, his kid does have kids of their, of her own now, um, I don't know why I was saying kids, but his kid, his daughter has kids of her own now, so now he's got grand, uh, white boy, actually mixed boy, Rick's out there, um, and damn, one of them should be a DJ. And be mixed boy or mixed gal, mixed gal Rick, mixy boy Rick, you know? That'd be fucking ill, dude. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a good film. That's pretty much all I got to say about it. Um, I ruined the whole movie for you, but go see it, you know? I don't believe in spoiling movies, because a good movie, you could know everything that fucking happens. And a good movie, you'll still be shocked at how it happened, just the drama and the feeling as you're watching it unfold, uh, and um, you just enjoy it still, you know what I mean? So that's a good movie. So fuck ruining movies. I'm just giving you a little breakdown, a little summary. Uh, I hope you enjoy that. Um what else is in the news? Jussie Smollett, no charges. Charges dropped from my boy. Did anyone really think that motherfucker was going to get charges, bro? You really think they were going to put Jussie Smollett in jail? Nah, get the fuck out of here, dude. I knew right away 
well, this this boy ain't going to jail, but, you know, GG, good game, bro. Um, so, yeah, I didn't even, that was one of those news stories that, like, I think they thought was going to be a, a hit, like, be everywhere, be a big deal, and it was like, mm, okay. I literally read it and was like, all right, and what else is going on? Um, other news, Cardi B admits to, when she was younger, drugging and then robbing some fellas. And you know, bro, I see all the memes and the jokes, and it's so ha-ha, funny, funny. If a guy was doing that shit, bro, holy fuck, that guy would be career done, son. Over. But, you know, Cardi B is just, okay, or, okay, I don't know, however the fuck she says it, fucking weirdo, dude, it's no big deal for her, but, um, okay, okay, um, yeah, stupid, bro, but, you know, but um, the thing in general about that Cardi B thing is, you know what? She's a rep, okay? And she used to be a stripper. So let's not act like uh, she's running for president or anything. Um, but, you know, at first I was mad saying what I just said about if that was a man. But then I started thinking, these male rappers... Bro, they be robbing people without drugging them. They just straight robbing people. Using force. Using weapons. They be on drugs themselves robbing people that are sober. And um, that's kind of a rite of passage for them. So, you know, Cardi, do your thing, girl. Shake that ass. Rob that ass, you know. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like the female version of being a, you know, a fucking, a street person, a, um, hoodlum, a goddamn, you know, your, uh, gang card, gang gang, fucking coming up in the streets, being real, she was real. Um, but she, you know, she did it a little differently. She did her own way, the, the female stripper way. So I can't really hate, you know. Can't hate. Cannot hate. Um, although, sorry, I was uh, folding my head. Um, although, yeah. Like I said, it'd be outrage if it was the other way around. And Cardi B's an interesting character, you know? She's just... She's interesting. Straight up. Um, I don't really know her deal. But um, I do like how she is so open about like, yeah, I'll set cheating on me, but I'm still going to stay with him. Fuck it, dude. He rich. That's what people... What? That's what happens, bro. Relationships aren't perfect. 
I do like that shit with them. Um, they're very open about how, you know, fuck out of here with this. Oh my god, you should never let a guy do that to you. Like, bro, first of all, they're both rock stars. Like, basically, rock modern rock stars. And, um, it's called giving chances and... No one's perfect, bro. We're animals. We ain't meant to be doing this fucking one-on-one love fest bullshit. Um, We're meant to be out there fucking, you know. I've heard someone say, you go to a movie theater, as a man, you're programmed to fuck 99% of the women in that room. And uh, keep the species alive. Keep going. Keep fucking. And that's facts. Um, so, yeah, you know, um, let's not, like, some girls be getting so mad over shit, over stupid shit, too. Not even real cheating, just, like, saying hi to a girl, you know? Like, get the fuck out of here, bitch! Um, yeah, I'm gonna say hi to some hoe, you know? I'm I'm an animal. At least let me get my my kicks, my jollies off pretending I'm flirting, you know? Um whew. Whew. It's raining hard out here. Raining hard out here, running cats and dogs, I'll tell ya. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know where else I'm going with that. I just think, you know, people are too harsh. Like, they see these movies and they expect this perfect relationship, you know what I mean? Like, some guy's gonna come sweep them off their fucking feet. Only guys that do that type of shit are fucking squares. And like squares, not square heads, not 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 boys from Michigan. Um, they may be, there may be another state or city out there that I don't know about where your whole fucking body's a square. You're just this, your big old fucking square. And these are the boys that these these ladies should be looking for. Um, to give me a second guys and I'm doing it live on air because I don't even care fuck it we'll do it live (laughs) um maybe I'll edit that out Maybe I'll let that out for you guys so you don't have to sit in silence. It's like we were praying for a second, you know? Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what was I saying? Dude, that's the problem about distracting yourself. Is now I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. Um. Fucking... Fucking, fucking, (laughs) um, oh, yeah, yeah, being single and shit, 
And you know, I know um, our boy Christopher Ryan, I believe, has written books on this. He's a Joe Rogan regular. Um, Somehow this man, someone gave him a PhD, I believe. Uh, But he wrote a book, and it's kind of disgusting. He's like an old white man, and he's talking about how, you know, we should have orgies and multiple sex partners and shit in it. That's what he does. It's like, bro, relax. We don't really need to hear that you practice what you preach, okay? Just, you know, just talk about it, and that's that's enough, you know? You're kind of creeping me out. Trying to act like you're... You know, part of the Rat Pack or some shit, dude. Just fucking settle down. You ain't, you ain't the Four Horsemen. I forgot all their names, but you ain't any of them motherfuckers. Them bad boys. Um, Hitchens. Uh, who else we got there? Let's see if I can remember. Hitchens. Um, Hitchens. <laughs> Christopher Hitchens might be the only one I know. Uh, um, nah, come on, dude, I know more than that. Who else was an atheist? Uh, the fucking, the guy, the fucking guy, dude, you know, um, you know, the fucking, god fucking damn it, ah, uh, the cosmos guy, you know? God damn it. I'm looking this up. Fuck it. Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, and Daniel Denay. Dennett, maybe? Um, yeah, them boys, the four horsemen. Um, I'm kind of trying to confirm that that's the four men because uh, you know no offense to uh, young Daniel here but I've never heard of this motherfucker I feel like he could be an imposter maybe someone made a website and just was like yeah I'm gonna throw in myself at the end nope yep that's a real man and um, yeah I'm not familiar with his work and maybe I should be um A lot of you are probably screaming right now, like, dude, you don't know Daniel Dennett, dude. That guy fucking rips. He fucking shreds. He shreds atheist talk, bro. But I'm looking at him right now. He looks like he fucking shreds a couple, couple fucking uh, McDonald's Happy Meals for sure, and 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 maybe gets them for um some some company he shouldn't really be with. Um, oh, fuck off. God, dude. You know, I'm going to say this on the podcast. If you can't handle someone not using their turn signal... Now, I just... Just now, I did use my turn signal. But I'm just saying this in general. If you don't use... If you can't handle someone not turning your turn using their turn signal... You shouldn't be on the fucking road, bro. Like, how hard is it to fucking simple react to a car? You're supposed to be paying attention and reading and reacting. We're not on fucking trolleys, bro. We're not on these these goddamn um, 
these uh, metal rods, you know, we're not, we don't have linear paths, like, if I wanted to, I could go head on straight on traffic at your ass, and you'd have to adapt and go around me and fucking move, okay, and these people, it's like, well, 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 bro, dude, what were you gonna do, you know? You knew I was doing, you you know I was doing some kind of move. So, just wait, and then it's your turn. Drive past me. Like, the other day, a man honked at me. I was at a, a four-way stop sign. He's behind me, and I didn't have a turn signal on. And I stopped and then turned left, and he honked. As if he didn't have to stop behind me anyway. And, like, it fucking matters. Like, what, did you want to follow me, dude? You mad, bro? You, like, cause you were like, dude, I was trying to know which way you're going. Come on, dude. You know? It's just fucking bullshit. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I hate that. You know? Learn to drive. L2 drive. Bitches. Um. Seriously, just simple reactions. If you can't handle that, bro, get off the road. It's just, like, it's really not that hard, bro. You should be, if you do it every day, you should be a decent driver, dude. You should be able to, you know, you don't have to be that asshole who cruises in and out of the lanes and traffics on the highway. But you should be able to do that if you, if you we're told to, or challenged to, um, you should be able to do that, no issues, because, what kind of, like, why do you have your license if you can't do that, come on, dude, you know, these are pressure situations, get your shit together, you know, get your shit together, um, fuck, pissed me off that guy honked at me man you know and the honk what are you what's that getting like oh you made a loud noise dude cool bro I bet that felt great for you it's just an abuse of power using the honk for stupid shit you're supposed to use a honk to warn someone of something and then even then honestly not worth it because it's probably too late by the time you honk but uh, changing gears here I was actually thinking dude I should be a fucking sports announcer a hockey announcer man or like and why do you gotta go to school for that anyway you gotta have that certain voice that fucking it's like the news people they go to school just to all have that same fucking voice, same, even the ladies, or ethnic people, the ethnic newsmen, they all, they all sound the same, it's like, dude, you don't talk like that, bro, like, we can still get the news if you talk like a normal human being, don't gotta talk like a goddamn robot, but anyway, oh, I could be a Twitcher, Twitch, uh, streamer, because I've been playing some NHL again, which... For a while, my brother was like, dude, you gotta quit playing that shitty game. You 
know, play real games. Like, uh, he's my brother's not even into like Red Dead, but he thinks that's lame. These Rockstar games, he thinks suck. He's a serious, serious gamer only. But this, you know, I enjoy my NHL. I enjoy sports games. It's almost exclusively. Every time I play a first-person per- game. First of all, I hate the beginning of those games, bro. Just let me skip past learning how to play and, like, the bullshit at the beginning. The long cutscenes, the, like, fucking long cutscene, and then you, they are like, okay, now it's time to do something, and it's basically, like, press A. And, and then it's, like, you know, repeat that bullshit. Or then you gotta fucking go find a flower and it takes you 30 minutes until you get to do anything cool I fucking hate that part and then um, I just always end up quitting them you know I get bored bro they're not that good they get boring but um and I'm not in the story dude if you're playing video games for the goddamn story dude you're a fucking psychopath bro I mean I heard some of them are good so you know I'm not gonna hate on you if you do, but I think it's a little weird. A little weird, dude. Um, wait till they make the Netflix animated series or some shit, and then talk shit about how it sucks. You know, do that, do that like a normal person. But, so I'm playing the NHL, and I'm narrating it, because I'm getting into it, bro. You know, I'm going, oh, and uh, Matthews, he's bringing the puck up. He's on the left. He centers it. Myers shoots. He scores. You know, dude, I'm feeling it. I'm really feeling it, bro. Um, and then I can swear to you, like, it's a fucking save. Holy shit. He fucking saved it. And uh, I was thinking maybe I should twitch my NHL plan. I don't know their rules, though, dude. I probably can't swear and shit. But I can get around that. You know, I could still do it. Maybe people will find that entertaining. Maybe that's my calling, you know? Um, Because I have not found it yet, whatever that my calling is. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I don't know. I'll try it out. I might try it out later tonight, guys. So if you're on, let's get it. And you know, that's something more original than fucking twitching with the goddamn Fortnite or some shooter game when you just like got him yep got him oh oh digging in a camp fucking sniped got him you know I hate those kids those fucking dude all, the only people who play first person shooters are fucking severely um ADD, ADHD kids, you know, way too hyperactive, bro, like, they're just fucking playing, like, looking all over the screen for a man, you know, they're fucking, they got their sensitivity at, like, 20 out of 10, and they're, they're just like, like, way too into it, dude, like, the, the amount of focus and constant focus it takes for those games, like, you literally have to be a mental patient to enjoy it, it's not fun, it's stressful, I find myself stressed the entire time I play 
Overwatch, and I love Overwatch. That one's a little more fun, because you can do some other shit. But, like, Call of Duty, the entire fucking time, bro, I'm so, like, trying to stay fucking in the zone. And, uh, you know, hyped up that, um, I almost have a panic attack. I don't like that. I don't want to be doing that. So, yeah, I'm not into that. Besides, you know, you get a lot of little kids talking. Nah, you get some of that in sports games, too, so I can't say anything. But, uh, I did download a shitty version of Us, a cam. I might watch it tonight while I, maybe while I Twitch. I don't know, I'd probably get copyright. They'd probably ban, probably kick me off of Twitch. Even if you can hear it in the background. Like, dude, you fucking pirating, dude. That's the other thing. I love how it's called pirating, you know? Like, pirating, dude, pirating's a serious term. A fucking pirate loots, kills, rapes, fucking steals, like, brutally steals. They don't just sit at a computer and click a button, you know? Like, going a little far, calling it pirates. Um, yeah. Fucking pirates, dude. Come on. We're more like... What are we? Dude, it's literally... It's more like a man who takes a candy bar from the grocery from like the gas station or something. That's as as uh intense as it is to download illegally. Um where's this fucking house I'm going to, bro? How about that? How about that? reaching the end of this this podcast man I'm kind of talking out my ass now um oh one more thing I did want to say though it's just uh what am I reading bro reading some notes they're crazy dude um Jesus. But anyway, I don't know if I was saying this earlier, but someone was telling me this girl, that bitch has no license. Nothing. No, never taken driver permit, driver ed, nothing. And she'll yell sometimes. She used to yell at when I make like a left turn when there's oncoming traffic. She's like, can you stop doing that, dude? It's dangerous. It's like, dude, that's what you fucking do. You don't even know how to drive. Like, that's literally what you do. You don't do it, you know, use precaution in your brain, but it's not really that sketchy of a move. That's what people do. Cars, are they can be dangerous. Fucking fool. And, um... <laughs> Uh, that same person. I was thinking, you know, like, um, 
I'm just getting a little older now. Like, I just like to, you know, after work and shit, I just go to my crib. I sit down and chill. You know, bro, like, I'm sitting there and just... I've seen it all, man. You know, not really, but I've seen enough. You know, I've lived the life. I've lived the life of, um, of a man, for sure. I can say that. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of like an old dog, you know? Like, when you're younger, everything, you're so pumped, bro. You're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's fucking do it, dude. Let's go. Let's fucking get out there. Let's do something, dude. Let's do it. And, um, then, you know, you fucking, you know, you're, you're just excited. You're all over the place. You're fucking humping people. You're fucking, um, chasing balls, bro. You're like, yeah, throw the ball, dude. I'll go catch it. Let's get it, bro. Um, when new people come around, you're all excited, bro. You're peeing yourself. And then, uh, now I'm older, bro, I'm just sitting around my crib, bro. Some dude comes in, you know, he throws the ball, trying to get me a little pumped up. And I kind of just, you know, stay sitting down and kind of look over and I'm like, oh, yeah, that game, bro. Cool. There's the ball. You know, just sitting there. You ain't getting me with that stupid fucking game anymore. And that's kind of how I feel, like an old dog, man. I just want to guard my crib, you know, kind of walk around, do that thing when they, they kind of stretch. Like when I'm doing yoga, I feel like I'm doing that little stretch move. Eat, and then you kind of lay back down and just chill, you know. Um, yeah, just hang out, you know. You know, still, you still got love in your heart, but I'm not all amped up, bro. Not every little sound is new to me. Like, oh, what's that, dude? What's, what is that over there, dude? What's going on over there, man? What's going? What's good there, bro? Um. And then the last thing I want to say, guys, is I want to start a little segment called Snitch Alert. If you know a man or some kind of pussy who snitches on something stupid or just snitching is a bitch-ass move, bro. Um, unless, you know, you're really getting back at someone. You know, like they snitched on you or they did some bullshit to you and you're like, oh, yeah, bitch, you getting snitched on. But even that, if there's another way to get them back, Go with that, dude. Don't be a pussy. But today I got, uh, you know, there's this, that new sandwich, that Frenchie. And, um, I took a Frenchie and I said, I'm gonna pay for this when I get back. I had to run somewhere real quick. And I walk out and this man who I thought we were cool and this fucking dude too, you know, he, uh, he's always like, oh, this bag of chips has a hole in it, can't sell it, and he put the fucking hole in it, and he just wants to eat them, well, I'll do it with cookies, too, fucking piece of shit, and, um, nah, he's an alright guy, he does have a vampire bite tattoo on him, though, which is a little strange, you know, I, I don't really trust 
the guy with the vampire bike tattoo on his neck. Um, but anyway, I come back and my manager says, hey, bro, you can leave for the day. I'll tell you why. I said, what? He goes, yeah, I heard you took one of those sandwiches. I said, bro, I told the man I'm paying for it when I get back. And I had the money with me. I was like, see? And he's like, oh, dude, my bad. Uh, I, th- I heard you just took it. I'm like, no, dude. So I bought the sandwich. And then I'm like, why'd you fucking snitch on me, dude? And this this kid, you know, first of all, this kid ain't no good employee, bro. Half the time he sits in the corner on his phone. And people got to tell him to do shit. And then he gets mad that he has to do something. But then every now and then he acts like he's fucking, you know, J.D. Rockefeller or whatever the fuck the initials of Rockefeller are. And he goes hard in the paint and he gets all serious because he actually lives with the manager. And he's like, well, bro, these were getting sold. uh, These were selling like hotcakes and they were running low and you just took one, you know. And I'm like, bro, get the fuck out of here, dude, you know. So if you know a bitch-ass snitch, I want you to, you know, call in, leave a message. Um, I forgot if my butler time email still works, but you can just holler at the, uh, at the, um, the email, or my phone, just hit my number, bro. About two people listen to this thing anyway. It's 847-363-7777. Holla at your boy. Or, um... Hell, hit the... Hit my email that's, um... I don't don't know if I want to give you my new one. Because it's easier to look through. Or if that will ruin it. So then I want to give you my old one. So my old one or, uh... One of the in-between ones. How about that? Yeah, uh, Sergio, yeah, S-E-R-G-I-O, Aldo Rain, and Rain, it's A-L-D-O, Aldo, and Rain, R-A-I-N-E, Sergio Aldo Rain at gmail.com. And, you know, just tell them, let's, let's get some write-ins, bro, some advice, relationship advice, anything, dude. Just fucking talk to me so I have something to talk about, bro. Come on, guys. And then, uh, tell me about the snitches. These little bitches that that you encountered. And I'll tell you how to handle them. And I want to also give a shout-out of the listener of the week to a little, uh, to a man named Ryan, uh, Johnson. Ryan Johansson, if he's trying to, you know, be a little undercover. This man I haven't spoken to in years, but I, I got word from a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend that he listens and he enjoys it. And I actually, you know, I was like, oh, shit, bro. Because when you podcast, part of you thinks, dude, do I just post this and literally, like, I'm the only that heard it as I made it. But it was cool to hear that this man enjoyed it. Kind of kept me, kind of made me feel good. So, shout out to him for, uh telling a friend that he enjoyed it thought it was good so hell man maybe I'll get better maybe we'll get better I'm sure it's not that great yet but um I do thank anyone who does listen um it means a lot to me 
And uh, I know you're all good people if you find me entertaining or you're fucking psychos. But uh, yeah, stay up. Let's make it through another day, another week. You know, a lot of bullshit going on in the world. But we can do it, fellas. And we gonna do it. Alright. Alright. And I am... Audi. Love you. Peace.